pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Stem cells have the ability of self-renewal. They can be used to replace cells that have been lost or destroyed, or to change the behavior of other cells. There are different types. Some are derived from human embryos or from tissues like the skin in the adult. Others can be created in a mature cell of the adult. In recent years, stem cell therapy has been a topic of great interest for health, diseases, and biomedical research into regenerative medicine. For example, hematologic conditions, burn therapy, bone grafting, and corneal transplants are all current uses of stem cell therapy. In fact, stem cells have been used clinically since the 1960s in the form of bone marrow transplants to treat leukemia. Using stem cells can offer solutions for treating painful conditions, such as bone and cartilage defects, osteoarthritis, tendon and ligament injuries, and maybe even nerve damage. Some clinics are even injecting stem cells into degenerative discs of the spine. Although it's too early to say, stem cells may have the capacity to control not only the symptoms of chronic pain, but act to modify the disease itself. Our first guest, Dean Scarpa, is an engineer and business owner. After sustaining a high-grade tear of the anterior cruciate ligament and injuring the medial cruciate ligament and meniscus of his right knee, he decided on stem cell therapy. Three months later, he felt like he had found the fountain of youth for his joints. Sports medicine specialist Dr. Brian Scheipel then details the capacity of stem cells to heal a range of musculoskeletal, disc, and even nerve injuries. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, and The Pain Community. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Dean Scarpa is a healthy 57-year-old snow skier and athlete. He also water skis, plays basketball, and golfs. Everything came to a halt, though, after he severely injured the tissues in his right knee. Let's find out what happened and how he used stem cell therapy to restore the damaged parts of his knee. Dean, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you, doctor. First, talk to us about your injury. I was doing some uh, middle-aged ski jumping, which I was enjoying, so I actually clamped down on my ski bindings a little tighter than normal. When I came off of a jump, my right ski stuck in the snow, mm -hmm. and I felt my body and leg come around. Wow more than 90 degrees on my knee, mm -hmm. and I knew I had injured my knee at that point. Now, that must have been painful. 
No, uh, my 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 pain wasn't very bad, uh, and I actually stood up and tried to ski on it, but my knee kept popping out and uh, mm-hmm. turning farther than normal. I ended up getting a uh, sleigh ride by the uh, ski patrol, and I went to the infirmary at the bottom of the mountain, at which point uh, the doctor there told me I had a serious knee injury. And then they took you to the hospital. Did they do any imaging? They had a uh, a knee MRI, and the orthopedic surgeon told me that I had a high-grade tear in my ACL, uh-huh. a good tear in my MCL, and I had a bucket tear in my meniscus. Wow. So the anterior cruciate ligament and the medial cruciate ligaments are stabilizing uh, ligaments inside the knee, and the meniscus serves as a support or cushion uh, between the two bones that compose the knee. Yeah. Uh, now, Dean, what did they do next? I mean, did they recommend any injections or procedures or medications? They recommended the standard uh, rice procedure, the rest, the ice compression and elevation, mm-hmm. who gave me a big ice bag and told me don't do much that day, and to <laughs> right. take non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, did you eventually have surgery? Yeah. It, when I got home, I listened to the orthopedic surgeon. He had even called me and told me to keep up the rice and that I should seriously consider immediate surgery Mm -hmm. to have my uh, knee arthroscopically uh, repaired. Right. Uh, Did you? No. Well, at that point, I started reading a lot about ACL and the injuries. Uh And what I found was that only uh, 14% of this type of high-grade tear get back to 100% skiing activity at the level that they were used to uh, having. I did not feel that 14% was high enough. No, I mean, that's pretty low. Now, by then, was your knee swollen, uncomfortable? I mean, could you move it? The pain, uh, the physical pain wasn't as bad as the uh, mental pain of uh, having to deal with uh, not being able to uh, achieve the same level of activity that I'm used to. Yeah. The surgeon had given me a knee brace that was very ineffective, so I had to walk around with crutches and hop around on one foot uh, part of the time. I mean, how did your condition influence your life? Were you able to work, for example? Were you able to go out with friends and family? I was able to go to my office. I have a desk job, but overall, I couldn't exercise. It was quite restrictive. Yeah. I basically uh, stayed home. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I went to my office and I went home. I I really couldn't move around. I was afraid uh, I would... uh, further injure my knee. In an acute condition like yours, I think that might have been true. In a lot of the patients that I see who have chronic pain, uh, most of the time, if they move that part of the body that's been injured months or even years ago, we don't think that that's going to worsen the condition. I'm aware that you didn't try any knee injections with steroid or hyaluronic acid, also known as Synvisc, or, and that you didn't use any supplements either, but did you do physical therapy? I made an appointment for, for physical therapy, and I went once. It didn't seem like it was going to uh, get me where I needed to be. It yeah. was so gentle that I felt I didn't even get a workout from it. Dean, I have many patients who feel so helpless and hopeless due to their pain that they almost become immobile. Did you feel that way? Absolutely. That, that, that's a great point, doctor, because when, I, <clears throat> when the surgeon told me that I had to have surgery or I would never 
achieve uh, a level of uh, skiing that I was used to. I did. I felt helpless. I felt lost. I felt very, very alone out there in trying to find a solution to my problem. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's a very common feeling. Now, Dean, take us to the point where you were introduced to stem cell therapy. I found a website called Regenex, and they had the information and videos about their PRP and stem cell Mm -hmm. regenerative injection treatments. So I continued to read on the the Regenex site, and I wasn't even sure if they were for real because I I found them through the Internet. I called them, and they uh, informed me they had a local physician uh, named Dr. Brian Scheipel in Springfield, Pennsylvania, who is less than an hour from my home. And when I went to his website, I saw that he had written a book uh, called Regenerative Healing for Life. Uh-huh. And I read his book, and it led me to a very promising possibility because his book details a number of case studies of the stem cell injections and the results that were achieved. So was that the attraction then? Uh, well, the attraction was that it was a non-surgical regenerative uh, injection treatment. Mm-hmm. If the doctor had spent so much time writing a book, he himself had spent countless hours developing uh, his skill set and working with the research group in Colorado, Regenex, that I, I, I felt comfortable. I also read that the downside to the regenerative injection treatment was very small that I could get the treatment, and if it didn't work out, I could, I could always get surgery. Mm-hmm, right. Now, talk to us about how Dr. Scheipel described the stem cell therapy to you, because I think the concept is that the stem cells uh, that are eventually injected will heal the tears in the ACL, in your MCL, and your meniscus. He had said that you know, it would be uh, needles, and I would take some blood out of my arm, mm-hmm. and I would also have uh, bone marrow taken out of my hip and injected into the uh, injured ACL and MCL and meniscus, and that would promote the rebuilding of the tissue. Mm -hmm. Now, were you at all worried that our understanding and application of stem cell therapy is pretty rudimentary? I was cautiously concerned. You're taking your own blood and putting it back into your own body, which Mm -hmm. is the stem cell procedure. The more I read about it, And the more I read that the downside was uh, non-existent, basically, I thought that it was uh, well worth the risk and going ahead with it. Now, Dean, what is your understanding of what happened to your ACL, MCL, and meniscus? My ACL would grow back to uh, its original size and strength. Mm -hmm. I had a great result with my meniscus as well. It did completely heal. The bucket tear is gone. And did it also regenerate your MCL, uh, known as the medial collateral ligament? Yes. Wow, that is remarkable. There's so much more ahead, and we'll begin part two with the process of harvesting both the blood and stem cells. Don't go away. Up next is Dr. Brian Scheipel, sports medicine specialist. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. 
Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality healthcare by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Health is a leading health solutions company that delivers accurate, timely, clinical actionable information to inform the right treatment decisions for each patient at the right time. Millennium offers a comprehensive suite of services to better tailor patient care. More information is available at www.millenniumhealth.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare. Connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Dr. Brian Scheipel is a sports medicine specialist with six years of experience using stem cell therapy. He's spoken at conferences and taught regenerative injection techniques both in the United States and in other countries. He's also written a book called Regenerative Healing for Life. Dr. Scheipel, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's focus now on what stem cell therapy is all about. Stem cells are our body's regenerative factories that help us heal damaged tissues and organs and whatnot. So every cell in our body has to be turned over as part of our repair and replacement process as we uh, age and and live. If we have an injury, um, our immune system is directed towards that injury to help begin the healing process and set a stage that we can heal. And part of that healing process growth factors call the area stem cells to come into the area to generate new tissue to replace or repair uh, any damaged tissue in the area. Mm -hmm. Now, there are different types of stem cells in the body. They're derived from human embryos or from what are called somatic tissues. Somatic tissues or cells are really any cells of the body, for example, like the skin cell. Each of the four stem cells is capable of producing different types of cells in the body. So, for example, one of these types of stem cells is called a multipotent stem cell, and that's what we're going to talk about today. A certain type of multipotent stem cell is called a mesenchymal stem cell. That's correct. And these mesenchymal stem cells can only produce or differentiate into bone cells, tendon cells, fat cells, or cartilage cells. Now, Dr. Scheipel, in osteoarthritis, for example, is the goal to support the self-healing process of the cartilage in the knee? That is the goal. However, if we were able to do some other techniques like culture expand stem cells, has a higher potential to regenerate cartilage in a given situation. Mm -hmm. Now, with that said, there are um, cases where we have a patch of cartilage missing, from an injury, let's say, in an athlete, yeah. and we have seen very nice renewal or repair of that patch of cartilage, which would, would otherwise uh, cause continued breakdown of the joint and eventual advanced arthritis and loss of function, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, in those cases, um, without any type of surgery, these patients are getting excellent uh, healing and getting back to full function without any uh, pain or dysfunction, swelling, or anything like that, and even repeat MRIs show show complete healing. Well, now what if there is more extreme osteoarthritis, such that there's bone-to-bone contact? In some cases, maybe with two or three treatments, we might see some cartilage growth, but we don't see further degradation of the joint. So at the very least, we're slowing or stopping the arthritic process, 
And at the very most, in some cases, we do see some cartilage growth. Wow, I mean, that really is promising. And, you know, I read, too, that uh, even if you have bone-on-bone contact, stem cell therapy will work if the degeneration of the cartilage is not complete. And as long as the cartilage and joint fluid are present, the stem cells can actually then differentiate or become those cells of interest. Now, Brian, what does the FDA allow you to do with respect to stem cells? What we're able to do today is take stem cells from the bone marrow mm-hmm. and concentrate it and put it back into the joint. And that's legal. That's, that's compliant with the FDA rule. Okay. Um, some doctors are using fat either in addition to or by itself as a stem cell source. Mm-hmm. The problem with fat stem cells is the FDA has put a limit on what we can do to fat to use it in our patients. So ideally, we would like to be able to break the fat down and isolate the stem cells in a fat sample. The FDA has said that that's not allowed at this time because it doesn't meet a rule called the minimal manipulation rule. Because of that, a lot of doctors that are doing it are only able to do it under a research uh, program. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. Now, by the way, those mesenchymal stem cells that I referred to earlier are found in fat, muscle, uh, bone, and even the umbilical cord blood. Correct. Let me define something else. The bone marrow cells that you're talking about are called hematopoietic stem cells, and they are blood cells that differentiate into specific cells found in the blood, like the red blood cells, for example, the white blood cells, and the platelets. Now, let me ask you about mesenchymal stem cells, because it sounds like you're injecting those as well. The main two stem cells, one of them is a mesenchymal stem cell, and the other one is is called the hemopoietic uh, stem cell or the blood stem cell. Mm-hmm. And they're both probably important in tissue healing and repair. Um, they both have different functions in musculoskeletal healing. The bone marrow does have a mesenchymal stem cell source. It's not a real high percentage of the cells in the sample, right. but it is a important player in that mix. Okay, right. Now, Brian, let me ask you about tissue culture. And and tissue culture is the growth of cells, often in a dish or a test tube, uh, so that the cells can proliferate into a certain number of other cells. Now, are you tissue culturing the cells that you obtain from the bone marrow aspirate? It's not legal to culture stem cells in the United States outside of a research protocol. Okay. If you're being compliant with the FDA rule, The most we can do is take the bone marrow out, concentrate it in a centrifuge, and then isolate those stem cells from the centrifuge bone marrow and then put it back in the patient. So it's got a mix of things in it as opposed to a cultured stem cell. When you culture stem cells, you're able to isolate out the actual MSC Mm -hmm. and then culture expand that where the only stem cell in that sample would be the MSC. Okay, and by the way, that MSC is an acronym for mesenchymal stem cells. What happens to the cells once they're injected into an arthritic or injured knee? We'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives, reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting edge treatments and resources, 
follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. We're here with Dr. Brian Scheipel, who's a sports medicine specialist, and we're talking about stem cell rejuvenation for pain. Dr. Scheipel, talk to us now about what happens to the stem cells once they're injected into a joint. Uh, Do we expect that the cells that you're injecting into an injured or arthritic knee joint will differentiate into chondrocytes, also known as cartilage cells, for example? That's the goal. And again, in isolated cases, that's probably happening in these smaller lesions or less severe arthritis or, say, a ligament tear or a tendon tear. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some evidence that that is actually going on. The problem case is the bone-on-bone case. Even though the patients are doing well, um, we have we have numerous patients that we have treated that are bone on bone, and clinically these patients are coming in saying they're able to to walk and exercise and get off their cane, get off their medications, and for you know two three years at a time uh, with one treatment, they're feeling great. But we recheck the MRI and they still have bone on bone disease. Wow! Probably why patients get good pain relief for an extended period of time is the stem cells are helping keep that environment more favorable for the joint instead of destructive. Yeah. You know, it it makes some sense because it seems like stem cells have not only the capacity for self-renewal, but can also change the behavior of other cells. Given that hematopoietic stem cells can differentiate into or that is become other cells in the blood, like the red blood cells and the white blood cells, for example. And the mesenchymal cells can become or differentiate into many other cells too, like the uh, bone cells and the cartilage cells and the tendon cells. How do you know when you inject the hematopoietic stem cells along with the mesenchymal stem cells that they will become the cells of interest? That is that they'll target the tissue that's injured, like the meniscus in the knee or the ligament and heal it? It's an excellent question. And the the answer is they'll direct the stem cells what to turn into based on that local environment's need in the repair process. Okay. When we do a a stem cell, it's always combined with a platelet-rich plasma or platelet releasates where the growth factors are already released and available to the stem cells. Mm -hmm. And then those growth factors become the signaling agents to tell the stem cells what to do. Okay. A fear, though, would be that those stem cells that are being injected into the knee, for example, could differentiate that has become unwanted cells. For example, turn into bone rather than cartilage to heal a meniscus tear. That is a fear and a question that patients ask. And so far in six years' experience with uh, multiple physicians doing this kind of work around the country that we know of, we, we do not see those kind of complications. Well, that's good to know. Now, Brian, on the one hand, it seems like there is well-established safety of autologous, that is, it comes from the patient, him or herself, mesenchymal stem cell use as a therapy uh, based on human and animal studies. On the other hand, there is some controversy over how mesenchymal stem cells function in the living organism and even how to identify them in the body. So how safe is it? Excellent question. The controversy on what is a mesenchymal stem cell has changed recently in the literature. Okay. So what we thought was a hemopoietic stem cell, by certain definitions, may be a mesenchymal stem cell and vice versa. They're both in the mix in bone marrow. 
it's when you isolate them out and grow them in culture that it becomes a more important issue. Yeah. One of the groups that are out there that I'm associated with called Regenix has a safety paper coming out with over 2,300 patients in it showing virtually no more complications and side effects of uh, doing a, you know, a simple steroid shot in the knee actually probably uh, safer. You know, we're not seeing tumors and, you know, big bone spurs growing and medical complications from this. Mm -hmm. It either works, it works partially, it works really well, or it doesn't work because the patient's joint is too far gone. This really is cutting-edge medicine. Can stem cells heal injured nerves, eliminate muscular pain, and regenerate degenerative discs? We'll find out. Dr. Scheipel, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you in the audience. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.